Man, come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. You just throw someone into a... It's like throwing the actual fire extinguisher into the dumpster fire and expecting yes. it to be put out. Nice. Late to work sports. sports. What up, world, and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan, and this week we got our guest host on the air, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? Hey, how you doing, John? It's good to be back. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man, of course, of course. So, hey, uh, for all y'all out there, we just want to go ahead and put out there that um, Vince has decided to step away from the show to uh, kind of pursue some different things in life. Hey. Vince, we wish you the best. Uh, I know you're going to crush it everything you do, so good luck out there, man. Um, with that, Ray Ray, we got a pretty good show, man. Um, it's not a lazy, crazy long show, but uh, I do like some of the stuff we're going to talk about. So we're going to really, it's going to be obviously real big NFL. Um, and then, of course, we have to talk about what's going on in the NBA with the scoring title. So that's going to be thrown out there as well, so. If you're ready, I am ready, and we can roll right into this. I'm ready when you are. You go ahead and start us on off. All right, man. So uh, let's roll off first off into the playoff recap. So um, obviously we had the AFC and the NFC championship games that was played this week. And uh, for the, for the uh, AFC championship we had the, or well, I guess let's let's go with the NFC Championship. Let's go with that one first. Excuse me. The NFC Championship. We had the San Francisco 49ers going to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, this was a game everybody was was excited to see. Um, Mr. Relevant Brock Purdy was going into a hostile territory and was looking to continue their dream season. Um, Obviously, we all know how that ended up, and the dream ended. But Fresh, uh, just a little bit. Yeah, there was there was a, a lot of stuff around this man, and, and unless unless you're either an Eagles fan or a 49er hater, I don't know if anybody was okay with the way this game ended. I mean, you just it was, to uh, see it. It was it was very painful to see. I mean, um. We'll just uh, kind of go in there. So obviously the the the, the game started off well, right? Um, Brock Purdy, you know, he only threw for four touchdown or four passes, and they were all completed. Twenty-three so, yards. Yep. Yeah, there's that. But um, at the beginning of the game, so obviously the Eagles scored first, right? And then the 49ers went into the second, and they scored, and we're like, okay, cool, we got a little game going on here. Like it's gonna be nice. Um, and then. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Brock Purdy got injured in the second quarter. And, I do believe uh, so. Yep, yep. And uh, so the injury, just so anybody that didn't see it, was out there. Um, Brock Purdy steps back. He goes to hike or to go to throw the ball, right? And he draws his arm back, and the defender comes around the corner and hits his arm. Now, it's a hit that we've seen before. It's it's nothing that, you know, it, it really makes anybody go, woo, you know? He hits it, but he draws his arm back, and I mean, and it bends it back, man. And uh, 
he fumbles the ball, they recover, the Eagles do, and uh, no one thinks anything of it, like, dang, you know, nice trip, whatever, you know, and he goes to the sideline, and we're noticing they're looking at his arm and his elbow, and he wouldn't come back in the game at that time. They put in Josh Johnson. Well, fast forward a little bit, he ends up coming back into the game because Josh Johnson, their fourth string quarterback, by the way, ends up getting a concussion and he can't play. They have no other quarterback. Their backup was Christian McCaffrey, who's also nursing, I believe it was a calf injury. So they couldn't yes. put him in. Yep, calf injury on him as well. Yeah, so they ended up uh, putting Brock Purdy back in and he couldn't throw the ball because his grip, he could not grip the ball, man. And uh, so he still makes two two passes, but they're just the check down passes. So oh, he only does had, he? I don't yes. remember even seeing that. Yeah, so he had only two passes before getting hurt on that oh, shotgun okay. snap, and then he had the two check down. Okay, I did not. So, I didn't. I didn't realize that. So um, I was. Uh, I must miss that. Not a big deal. But um, yeah. So fast forward. Obviously, they lose, man, and uh, it was real sad because the. The 49ers all year long have had quarterback injuries. I've never seen a team have that many injuries at the quarterback position. Have you, Ray? No, I mean, you have four going into the season, and you lose them all. I mean, so really you could say they lost to attrition. No one plans to need a fifth quarterback. When you go no. through one, you're like, okay, we got my backup, good to go. But how do you get all the way to the end? And the fourth-string guy, who shouldn't be playing at all, he gets no. his chance to shine. And then, of course, you know, doesn't even get to play. I don't even think he played for, what, five minutes? And got his concussion. It didn't take it, long at all. It wasn't crazy long. He threw 13 times. 7 of 13. Yeah. And I think his best was really to the third down conversion to George Kittle. And then yep. that's when he gets hurt again. So on your on your Purdy story, just a little sports history would be pretty neat. So all year long, or I say all year, but those 12 games that Purdy got to play, he was always compared to Tom Brady, So which is pretty neat. So in 01, when Brady went in, you know, he took over for Drew Bledsoe, led all the mm-hmm. way, and he gets hurt in the same game, except Bledsoe was able to come in and continue playing. Unfortunately for the Niners, they didn't get a veteran quarterback to get to come in. You know, you just turned to another, really a rookie. What? what? You're talking about Josh Johnson? Yeah, I mean, I know he's not, but, like, when you think about experience, you turn oh, okay. it to some yeah, guy I'm about to say, Josh pushed. Johnson is a veteran. So, but an experience, not he has. Really. He was a starting quarterback at one point, I believe, for the Buccaneers, but he's never—he's not a great caliber. He's a, there's a reason he's a fourth string. Let's just put it yeah. that way. I <laughs> mean, you're not—you're not coming back in as Drew Bledsoe back in 01 to take over the game. So no. it'll be interesting to me to see with Purdy that if he really is compared to that way to Tom Brady, he should win next year, right? <laughs> I mean, they got a controversy brewing in San Francisco because. Trey Lance was obviously told he was going to be the quarterback of the future, right? They got rid of Garoppolo, and then they re-signed Garoppolo, and now they're like Brock Purdy. I don't think anybody is – correct me if I'm wrong, you know, and I'm I'm sure there's people out there, but I don't think any of us with sane minds can tell you you need to start Trey Lance over Brock Purdy. And Trey Lance getting hurt hurts him in multiple ways because that gives Brock Purdy that way to play, who is now a proven quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's a proven he can win. Yep. So it's, so it's just going to be a hard argument for Trey Lance. But what do you do? You can't get rid of Lance either. His stock's not going to be high because he's not proven. So you're kind of just holding Somebody's on to gonna him. Somebody's going to snag him 
I think you try to trade him, man. I think you try to trade him. You could um, try, but I don't think you're getting what you paid for. Oh, absolutely not. But the thing is, what are you going to do? You're going to pay that much to put him as a backup? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you, 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 do you sell gamble and trade off Brock Purdy? I would say no. But... I just don't think you can get rid of what's been proven. It, it works. It works in the system. And next year, if he's a bust, he's a bust. But who's to say that Trey Lance doesn't go out there, play a full season, and he's a bust as well? Yeah, that's that's a lot of people say that's a problem I would like to have. That's not a problem I want to have. No. Because the quarterback position dictates that locker room, really. You know, they're supposed to be a leader of that locker room. And you have a Russian roulette going on in there. Who's gonna you know, who's gonna be the when you pull the trigger, who's gonna explode? Well, if you yeah. throw it back to the beginning of the season, they didn't seem too happy when Trey Lance took over for Jimmy G. And then when Correct. Jimmy G came back in, everybody was happy. And then when you flash forward to Purdy coming in, it seemed like he had the locker room already behind him, that he didn't have to try to win him over. And, and Kittle the whole time spoke high praises Very of him that from, from day one that he was locked in and good to go. That Kittle and that's was like, what's hey, crazy. That's crazy for a rookie. They're all supposed to be behind, they're all supposed to be behind Jimmy G. Right, is what we thought, but then they were like more than willing to jump behind Purdy. So it's, it's a uh, this offseason is going to be weird with there. But here's the thing, right? You still, even without Brock Purdy, are going to possibly have a controversy there next year because here's the deal with Brock Purdy. He, for anybody that don't know, he tore his UCL. Now it was a complete tear. So what is what does this mean? Well. Normally, they have to do a Tommy John-like surgery. But the 49ers are hoping they can repair, not reconstruct it, and this will make him ready for training camp next year. But if they have to reconstruct it, he will not be ready for training camp. When will he be ready? Who knows? Which leads you to now, do you have you have a competition between... I mean, do you have a competition? But you, you got Jimmy G and Trey Lance. What you just said, the locker room doesn't seem to be behind Trey Lance. I don't know if Trey Lance was given a fair shake to start, but at the locker room, the locker room, those people are with you every day, whether you're stepping up to throw the ball or not. If they're not behind you, there's a reason. And it may not be Trey Lance. It may be Jimmy G sabotaging it behind the, the scenes. I don't know what that reason is. They may just love Jimmy G that much and not like the way it all went. I don't know, but there isn't... There is an issue, there's a problem, there's a controversy, there's something, man. What do you, you know, figure out what you want to call it. But there's something going on there. It's going to be an issue. And I honestly think if Brock Purdy is ready, to me, you go with Brock Purdy. Yeah, you know, you, you say all that, but I don't know if you saw recently with the speculation of Tom Brady leaving the Buccaneers and going to the 49ers too. Because there's all I sorts of stuff that. going on with the 49ers. So the other question is, do you just go ahead and repair Brock Purdy, put him underneath Tom Brady for a year, let him get better, let Tom Brady pour into him, so you have a true proven winning quarterback, proven into someone who's supposed to be the next you? So what do you do with Jimmy G and and, and Trey Lynch? Obviously, I would assume you'd probably move maybe one of them or both of them to Tampa? It's time to sail. It's just, I think that's what you just got to do. Trey Lance yeah, is just going to go find a start somewhere else and realize that's just what it is. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not the biggest Brady fan, but if Brady goes to the 49ers, oh, my God. They will have, have some weapons. 
a proven And that winner. is his childhood team. And he, they've yes. already said they're not, he, they will not, they do not want him in Miami. Now, could that be lip service? Possibly. But I can tell you another one I've seen. Um, what was the other one? I just seen it today. They threw out. Oh. Maybe it was the 49ers that were heating up. That's I think I think it is the 49ers. I think it's become the front runner for him. But I've also seen Vegas. Yeah, I don't know I why he could. would take Vegas over over San Fran though. I think he's going to go home to his favorite team. That's a dream, right? I think. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go play for your favorite team? You and got try all to win the, a championship for him. Yeah, you you got all the weapons there. That would be the place. I know everyone speculates the retiring. You know, he also had his very big words about what are you going to do next year, and he told everybody if I knew what the f I was going to do, I'd f and tell you so you'd stop asking me. Don't know if you saw that one. That's pretty. Oh, jeez. Pretty out of character. But uh, maybe it's not. Maybe you just get tired of the cameras in your face asking you what's next. But that would be well for when me, you've been in the NFL longer. Oh yeah. Well, you've been in the, he's been in the NFL more than half of his life. Yeah. That, that's a, that's nuts. He, he's played in, in the NFL over half of his life right now. So, so that's the um, place to go. I would assume you get used to the cameras, but uh, I would also right. assume at some point you got enough. Well, it's like celebrities. I mean, they, they're in the cameras their whole life, so their childhood, and they get tired of it, too. So eventually you want them out of your face. But if yep. I was him and I had the chance to play for the Niners, my childhood team, I would. I would want to win the chip there, and that would be where I'd retire because you've got to so, go out on top with your childhood team. Not only that, right now uh, there is a tie for most championships. The 49ers are tied for first. That's when that chip there, you give them the lead. Yeah. So and you put your home team back on top. Yeah. What a way to go out. So I don't know, man. That one's uh, the soft season is going to be fun and enjoyable. So it will uh, be to watch the 49ers. It could be a good one for the 49ers. So I can tell you, obviously, this season. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think anybody projected the 49ers to make the NFC Championship. No. Maybe no. at the beginning of the season, but I'm going to tell you, by week six, nobody did. There's too many so, injuries plaguing you. Yeah, so I, but I think I think they did well, man, to get where we, they got. We probably spoke enough about that side of the ball. We might want to talk about the Eagles a little bit, who we've just completely ignored. So, yes. I don't ahead, know if you ahead. saw with uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, he's been balling out all year and doing really well. Mm-hmm. But the stat line doesn't show it in this one. You know, he's only 15 for 25, 121 yards, no passing touchdowns. So, to me, that's kind of out of character for him. He kind of was slacking there. 11 rushes, 39 yards, and a quarterback sneak. So they really put it onto the backs this game, and the backs really took it for them. So to, uh, it's just it was a good game to watch in that aspect that the Niners' defense did everything they could against the the Eagles, but it just shows that the Eagles just they are a different team. And I think all the the naysayers, and I was one of them at the beginning of the year, that this might be a real deal Eagles team. And I mean, obviously they have to be there in the Super Bowl, right? Well, I'm gonna tell you, I just heard an argument today, and. The argument is a great argument, um, and actually somebody, I heard it from somebody else, but I, uh, I did see it in their Discord too, that they said that the Eagles' path to the Super Bowl is was one of the easiest ones, and maybe forever, but at least in recent memory, they beat up on a Giants team that did not have a number one receiver, or did not have a receiver, like as far as like a star-studded receiver, just you got a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, you got a stud running back, and you got, I think, a pretty... I'm not going to say Danny Dimes is a great quarterback, because I don't know. He he has flashes where I'm like, wow. And then other ones, I'm like, oh. He's <laughs> just wow, just in a different way. <laughs> yeah. So you got, you know, Danny Dimes back there, and then you got Barkley. But they don't really have anybody for Danny Dimes to 
throw it to, but there's no stud back there um, as far as lineup. And then you beat up on a 49ers team that didn't have a quarterback. And the quarterback that was in there had a completely torn UCL. Yeah, so you knew what was coming. That box was stacked, what, with nine people for a reason? 100%. I looked at it and I was like, and there's nothing you could do, man. No. So I'm not going to take anything from the Eagles because the Eagles made it there, man. Um, and, and I've rooted for them uh, different points in the season. I did pick the 49ers to win, man, because I assumed that they weren't going to have injuries. They were, to me, the more talented team. But when you take out, when you cannot throw the ball and you take that piece out completely and you're you're done with that. It's an easy game. It's easy. You become one-dimensional. And you can't I think it. you can win it better throwing the ball than running the ball. I can <laughs> throw the ball past, you know, however many players. And now it's one-on-one, one-on-two. But when it's hands the ball off and it's one-on-nine. And, yeah, I got, you know, say, okay, cool. I got five linemen in, two tight end. Okay, and that's seven on nine, which means he still has to get past two people. And, oh, by the way, the safeties are now crashing down as well. So I'm not going to take anything away from him because I definitely think they were putting on. But I think this game, honestly, I think could have won won by anybody or either one of the teams had Purdy stayed healthy. But, hey, that's just how it is. He didn't stay healthy, and the Eagles won and capitalized on it. Congratulations. You got to be a good team still to go fourteen and three. That's hard to do in seventeen games. And I agree. But po- I agree. But post post season wise, easiest route. Yes, I think, and I, I don't that's, think thing... that's that's where the dispute is. Is post season wise, yeah. you cannot argue as an Eagles fan, y'all did not have the easier games compared to every other team. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've been also one of the ones all season long that have told people, I think the Eagles were one of the top teams in the NFL, if not the top team. I like Jalen Hurts. To me, Jalen Hurts was, until he got injured, was the front runner for MVP. That's a winning mentality right there. Yeah, I like Jalen Hurts. I've liked him since they drafted him. I liked him since he was a, I didn't like him in Alabama, but when he went yep. to Oklahoma and I kind of started fan. keying in on what was going on with him and stuff, the dude never bashed the program. The dude just grind and get better, and I love that, man. Well, I love that he's taking my two defending dogs, you know, to another national championship. Since they missed it back home, they get it in Philadelphia. Which ones? Well, you got Kobe Dean and uh, Jordan Davis. Man, you still keep up with them? Oh, of course you do. That's how, that's how you know you're a real fan and not a, <laughs> not a bandwagon on a team. Other interesting fact to throw in there, UGA is the only college since the early 2000s that has had a player in every single Super Bowl. Only college since the early 2000s. What do you mean? Like, explain that stat. And so, e- like, and every single Super Bowl period, there has been at least one player who went to the University of Georgia since two thousand. Yeah. Okay. So, Alpha, since the, I, so since yeah, the turn not of the ever, century. not everyone ever. Okay. Okay. But I just since, want to make sure I'm yes. to get some clarity. So. Yeah. yeah. That's right. pretty neat, though. I mean, yeah. I, I can't really say that about other schools. Well. Anyways, now that you're done taking shots at my choice of college teams. Um, You're not a big college guy anyway. It's okay. I'm not a big college guy, but I'm telling you what, man. I'm starting to fall I know, up. I'm going to hear you yelling, go Tigers next year. Bro, the UX kind, not the uh, Auburn kind. I, I'm starting to fall in love with him, man. I don't know. And I don't like Chip Kelly. I don't know. That's another topic. That's another topic. That's well, another day. Oh, yeah, yeah, back yeah. Back on track. All right, back on track. Get out of the rabbit holes. So, the AFC Championship, uh, this was 
a much closer game, which everybody thought it would be. Um, the Chiefs end up winning it on a last-second field goal, 23-20. to And I'm sorry, I don't know if, if I said it. I don't believe I did. But the Eagles end up winning last, uh, the, against the 49ers, 31-7. to So, um, back with this game. This game was close, man. This game was real, real close. Um, the Chiefs put a lot of pressure on Burroughs. They was it three if, sacks in the first three dropbacks. Um, they sacked him, I think, five times total. Yeah, I don't know how like, many it was, but I mean, they. they I guarantee it was like three in that, the first quarter. I know. Yeah, that first drive, he got a he got a rude awakening. Like, whoa, yeah. you know, and uh, not like last year. Yeah, so it did look like last year. So, um, the Chiefs ended up winning. It was the first time the Chiefs had beat the Bengals in Burrowhead. I mean, Arrowhead. And yeah, they can uh, claim that back now, right? Huh? They can take back the arrowhead now. Yeah, yeah, y'all can have that back now. Um, and obviously there was a lot of trash talking after the fact. But uh, really, man, I, I'm going to kick this one to you. What did you think of this game? So I think if uh, old Joe Burr didn't get shook up at the beginning and the Bengals didn't get to a slow start, it would have been a different ball game. Obviously, we can always say that because we mm-hmm. know it took place. But the slow start definitely hurt them. They weren't firing on all pistons. I think the Chiefs came out the door, out the gate, on all pistons. They wanted to win. They were ready. All the trash talk backfired due to you can't go into someone's house calling it Burrowhead and then not expect the home team to want to be ready to kill you for it. 100%. And that, and that happened, as we saw, because Burrow picked himself up a few too many times this game. Mm-hmm. And he threw two picks. Um, he didn't really get much help yeah, from the rushing attack either, man. I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. Down. I mean, it's shut down all across the board. 71 rushing yards as a team. That's not really. That's not going to win you a ball game. As a team, if you can't break, you got to break 100. You have to. I, yeah, I think so. I think so. To have a nice balanced attack, I think so. And, and to be in that round, unless you're just defense is just completely beating the other team down, it's a defensive struggle. I think you really need to be. I mean, you're, comp- you're competing against a former MVP, former Super Bowl winner, a former Super Bowl MVP. I mean, you're competing against a team that that's been in the AFC for how many years in a row now? Four, I think it was. Like, you got to be able to perform, and yeah, they can't keep Burrows up, right? That's their problem, man. I think they, I think the Bengals have the talent; they just couldn't keep them up, right? Well, what um, if they lost three linemen in the past two weeks? Yeah, that's so, gonna I mean, hurt that you. Hurts, that hurts you too, especially when yeah. you get from because he's still up there in sacks this year. It was over forty, and it was oh, over fifty last year. Oh, Patty Mahomes knows what it's like to not have uh, his linemen in a big game. Oh yeah. So unfortunately, but. Um, the, to me, to me, the big conversation about this game was absolutely horrible officiating. Um, Oh yeah, I have to agree. So I read a, I read an article just to kind of see someone else's opinion on it about mm -hmm. the whole right there at the end. And really what they talked about is that the Osai personal foul right there at the end, that's, that's legitimate, right? Sorry about it. Patrick Mahomes was obviously out of bounds. I get it. You're a big dude. You're moving. You're grooving. You're 300 pound self. You can't really do anything about it. But mm-hmm. you also can't just murder the quarterback out of bounds. That that's a good one. But there's definitely two Kansas City holds on that play. I couldn't tell you exactly where they're at. If you go back and watch the final drive, I think they're at the bottom of the screen. You can see it. I'm sure somebody has it broken down. Okay. And then there's a block. In, there's a block in the back on the return by Moore, which was that was awful. It's absolutely horrible. And then uh, 
according to this, I'd have to vet it, but the article had said that the officials also mysteriously gave the Chiefs a redo on a third down. That's I don't correct. know about that. They did. But so They come running. I, I glanced away, and I caught the tail end. I'm not sure what happened with it, but it was a crucial third down. There was also two other plays that were screwed up, but yeah, it was a crucial third down that came around the field. But the other two plays, right, were there was a hands-to-the-face called on the Cincinnati Bengals. So I go back, and obviously the replay, you go back, and the announcers are like, oh, this is definitely a holding. And yeah. they go back, and it's hands of the face, right? So they yeah, replay they, the, they were blown away, too, the whole time. They Yeah, they replayed the thing, you know, the, the penalty. And, bro, the lineman for the Kansas City Chief had his arms wrapped around the uh, defensive lineman and had his name tape curled up in his hand. You could blatantly see him curling the jersey. He had his jersey in his hand, and I'm not talking about like underneath your pads, you know, pulling like you're supposed to, right? I'm talking about this, this is, dude has his arms around the defensive lineman. It's like snatching your kid back up, right? And what, running away from you. Yeah, what blew my, yeah, what blew my <laughs> mind was you were able to see the hands to the face, but not able to see the holding call? Really? How? Yeah. His arms were completely around the dude. How did you miss yeah, that? And then, the and then I seen another officiating call. It was a crucial third down. The and uh, don't ask me who the wide receiver was. I cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, but they threw the ball to him. He caught it and he stretched out for the first down marker. Eh, right. Well, he then pulls the ball back into him, and the ball was called. The play on the field was called short. Right, short of the down markers. Fourth down. Andy Reid challenges it. They look back and they say, oh, yeah, the football broke the first down marker. Therefore, it's a first down. However, in the NFL rulebook, it states, if you stick the ball out, not the touchdown now, when you stick the ball out, if you pull the ball back on your own accord, you lose that forward progress. You have to have it stuck out and go down with it there. So it's, I don't know if that's enforced a lot because I, the plays I can think of are quarterbacks stretching for the first down, but a lot of times you see them also stretch for the first down and they never pull it back. But they said basically he should have been short when he pulled that ball back hmm. because this isn't a touchdown. Isn't it break the play and you're good? But they called it a first down. Now these are people that are getting paid six figures a year working how much? A lot less than you and I work, and their oh, yeah. sole purpose is to officiate the game, and you don't even know your rule book, man. Well, then they got the whole AI, or not, but a camera to review, you know, because that's happening the whole time, too. Somebody's yep. over there watching it. Yep. And no one's catching that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it was horrible officiating, and surprise, surprise, apparently the same ref, or whatever his name is, from uh, the Grady Jarrett sack on Tom Brady was in there officiating this one. Hmm. That's probably the guy. That would definitely be the guy I want to officiate a, a chance to go to the Super Bowl. A dude that doesn't even know what a roughing the passer play looks like. So. Yeah, there's just the refs' inconsistency is the biggest issue. That's Correct. that's the whole thing because there's you know we can talk penalties back and forth. People are going to say well the Bengals did a lot of trash too, but to me it's all about consistency, right? Because you have earlier in the game Joe Burrow gets called for intentional grounding. What was he threw it like right in the middle of the field? But then mm -hmm. on down the road, Pat Mahomes goes to throw it to Travis Kelsey at the middle of the field. It looked like almost the same. You know, it was almost a mirror play, but it's fine. It's an incomplete pass. 
So how come that one's not it? Like, where's the difference? And that's just yeah, really see, what it comes down to is let's just be consistent. If we're going to be consistently bad, that's fine because then the ball, the game's still fair, right? Because both teams are getting bad calls. But mm-hmm. if we're consistently good, the game's also fair. But you can't just be wishy-washy. Yeah, and I'm not big on liking – I'm not big on saying the refs are 100% horrible, right? Uh, I don't like really saying that. Um I do say it, unfortunately, more than I wish I would. But they're what I really they're gonna mess up, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're humans, and I expect that. Here's what I hate, and I cannot. I mean, I can't even stress how bad I hate it. When a game is decided on a bad call. And, yes. Yeah, your last and, drive penalties are always going to be scrutinized more. Mm-hmm. And so. I do see that hit. Here's what bothers me with that hit on Mahomes, right? And then we'll move on because we'll quit beating this dead horse. What bothers me with the hit on Mahomes is if that big lineman slowed his roll, and I've seen this happen, he slows his roll because he don't want to hit him out of bounds because he knows he's going to hit him. Mahomes can cut up field and get another two or three yards. I've seen quarterbacks do that. So he's got to keep running and not stop on the play. But he never extends his arm. He never extends his arms. He just puts his arms up. He never extends. He was never trying to shove the dude to the ground. He just hit him. He's running full force. And it wasn't. Here's the thing. I think you have to put into respect. Is it a malicious hit? He didn't lower his helmet. He wasn't trying to drive. It's not intentional. Yep. And, and, and that's what kind of bothers me is that he was not trying to, I don't believe, trying to really hurt Mahomes. He just couldn't no, stop his cause... momentum. The other way you're going to have to look at it is only the downfield defender is going to be able to hit the quarterback because he's running right at each other. And right. then just going to give quarterbacks free roam of the field. So then they're just going to yeah. get, do whatever they want to. But I will say to everybody hating go to Osai, everybody that was hating go to Osai for that, they need to go back and they need to watch that last drive and realize that without him, they would have never been a field goal that easily Kansas City would have scored a touchdown because I think he made three or four very crucial plays that prevented all of it. And then he did that. And then he's catching the dude all the for it. The dude played his heart out, man. He played his heart out. He yes. put pressure on Mahomes. You know, he went out and performed his duties and did his job, which is more than we can say for Eli Apple. So, um, Yep. I will say well, at the end of it, to get off the officiating, talk about how good Pat Mahomes was that you'll probably like. You know, a week ago, yeah. no one knew if he was going to be able to play. He doesn't really have any big receiver because he lost three of them. But he ended up going 29 for 43. out of got 326 yards. Two touchdowns, and uh, a third of that went to Kadarius Tony. That's that's who led the team. Who, who did get hurt in the game? Yeah. So so it's just pretty cool. I mean, it, it's to show that if you hate Pat Mahomes, you probably hate him because he's great because he is the real deal. I don't. At the end of the day, he is. You mean uh, when you said a third of that went? You mean uh, the third of it went to uh, Valdez Scantley? Hundred sixteen yards of Valdez Scantley. Tony got Tony only got one reception, but he got hurt. My bad. You're right. It's almost a third no, touchdown to Kadarius Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy one he got hurt. That like with the small end, you know, they're obviously they're still big time, right? Because it's hard to get into the NFL. But yeah. in their ranking system, they're on the low end, and you're still able to do all that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch. So, well, we have a Super Bowl now in Arizona with both number one seeds facing off each other. So both number one seeds, both 14 and three, 
And both with a Kelsey. Both with a Kelsey, yeah. Who do you have winning this, man? I don't know if you saw. Hey, man, I'm going for the Eagles in this one. Uh, Just because, like I told you, I got them two dogs on that other side. So that's that's where I'm going to go. You know, I've been riding against them the whole time. What is it? I can't beat them, man. I've always pulled against them. i got to join them for the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I'm going to jump on that wagon right here at the end. So I, I'm torn between this one because I thought earlier today it was easy for me, right? And I, and I pulled and it was super easy for me. But after hearing all the arguments about the playoff run and this and that and just seeing what the Chiefs can do, and now I'm like second guessing my decision. So I um I don't really know which way to go, man. So I tell you what, since you went Eagles, I'm gonna go Chiefs. All right. That's because fair. I don't really that, I don't really be, know who that, to pick, man. I I, I, a, I, I think that's the Eagles fair not to know who to pick. I, I think the Chiefs are the better team overall. But the Chiefs also have a quarterback that's injured and we know that the Eagles can put pressure on the quarterback. And I think well, that the Eagles have a better pass rush than the Bengals do, and the Bengals put pressure on Mahomes. So the only thing I think good at working in, in the favor of the Chiefs is Mahomes has two weeks to get healthy. Well, the Eagles, even if they win, they lose this game in the eyes of the media because they've had this easy ride. And if they win, yes. that's what it's going to that's what it's going to turn into is they're going to say, uh, well, the Eagles only won because Pat Mahomes was hurt, or the Kansas City Chiefs weren't a real team. But you know and what, if they, though, if that's the case... If they actually hear... lose the game... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if that's the case, I want to hear that same... Keep that same energy when you talk about Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Yes. Because he beat up on yes. an injured Chiefs team. So you keep that same yep. energy. That means you tarnish that ring that Tom Brady got with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because... That's where we come back to consistency. At the end of the day, if the Eagles go in there and win, you better give them the praise. Georgia. Yep. Georgia went in there and won. The, the Ohio State kicker had, makes that field goal, y'all lose. But you know what? Oh, easy. I didn't say. I never said. Well, y'all only won because he missed that field goal. You know, I didn't. I didn't hang on that. Now I, I did say that, that. That I guess I. I guess that one's wrong words. I did say that, but I didn't hang on it. Like, yeah, he missed the field goal. That's just how it happens sometimes. That's just and how it works comes. out in your hey, favor. I'll, I'll, I'll say we did not win that game. Ohio State 100% just lost that game. <laughs> but that's okay because that sometimes that's how that happens. Hey, at, hey the, baby, at the end of the day, as long as you go on to the next week, that's all we care hey, about. At the end of the day, as long as you advance. So I know the media is going to try to tarnish this stuff if the Eagles win. And then if Mahomes and them win, they're going to be talking about how great they were and Mahomes playing on an injured ankle and blah, Yep. And I don't like that. And how that. the Eagles like weren't that. that good after all and they finally had competition. Yeah, I don't like that yep. because I think, I think both teams are great teams. I honestly do. I think – I think they're both led by great guys. Yeah. I love – I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not the hugest Pat Mahomes fan. Um, I don't really – I don't dislike him. But if I have to pick one or the other, I'm definitely a Jalen Hurts fan. Uh, oh. I, I do like Jalen Hurts, yeah. man. I yeah. do like him. I like that humbleness. Um, so, like I said, I – Well, he don't sound like a frog either. So, you know, I can't hear Kermit <laughs> lead me the whole time. And it's then, a, it's going to be. You also a good don't have game, to deal man. with the other Mahomes that come with Pat Mahomes. That's what really bothers and, and me. I'll, I'll leave, and I'll I'll just leave that one there. That's what really bothers me. But I think that's kind of why I want to. That's why I can't. It's hard for me to get behind him because it's like, golly, when you succeed, I got to hear them. 
They succeed. They don't, and they don't stop. And they're just so. Light that cigar. Light it. (laughs) Oh my god! All right. Well, I don't even want to talk about this no more. So, hey, uh, we had two, two, head coach signings today. Um, so the first off, I will speak on the first one, and that is D'Amico Ryan's going to the Houston Texans. Is that your Houston Texans? It's a homecoming. Homecoming. It is homecoming. He was drafted uh-huh. there from sure the was. University of Bama, and uh, back in 2016. Yeah, I don't know, and maybe you do. How long was D'Amico Ryan's a coach before he got his head coaching job? It can't be long because if he drafted in 16, spent six years, years playing linebacker, played <laughs> ten years. He was well, ten years in the NFL. Yeah, you're right, ten years. So that leaves yeah. that leaves 2016. You got out, and now you're going to be head coach of the 14. No, no, no. He was taken 33rd overall by the Texans in 2016. Yes. No. Spent no. Six years playing linebacker in Houston. Yeah. Am I? No way. Did I read that? Yes. Wrong? Yes. Bro. Before Ryan became a coach. Yeah. 30. Yeah. So in 2022. No, 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 no. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm looking at. Okay, you had me tripping. You had me tripping. 2006. Am I reading it wrong? Yes. <laughs> oh, bro, you had oh. me tripping. I was like, no way. Oh, that might two- that might be where I got my source from that they got a typo then. <laughs> 2006, this he might- was drafted to the Houston Texans, and he played from 06 to 11 there. And he was the first pick of the second round, went 33rd overall. Um, and then from 2012, then, uh, 2015. Real quick, shout out to M- NBC Sports. Y'all need to fix your stuff because th- that's where I got my <laughs> fake news from. Oh, my God. Fake news. Um, so from 2012 to 2015, he played for the Eagles. Then I'm looking at it right now. He went on to be, and this is kind of cool. He he's only been with the 49ers till now. 2017, he was hired as defensive quality control coach. In 18 to 20, he was put as the inside linebackers coach, and then 21 to 22, defensive coordinator. That's a quick flip, and now he's got to be the head coach. That's a very, very quick flip. Not that I'm, not that I'm like, feel any kind of way about it. Um, hey man, if you Houston, you gotta try something. You gotta try something, man. <laughs> you can't, you can't get much worse at this point. I mean, let's just. The owner be honest, just needs to there. shut its mouth, man. The owner says some stupid stuff. Well, since they came in, they've just struggled. So what's struggling a little bit more? I mean, what what's the worst that happens? He does just as bad. Best <clears> case <throat> that he just comes in and crushes it. This is true. This is true. I mean. I think you got to give him. You got to give him the adequate time, though, too, and that's yes. what I don't think. First off, I don't think Lovey Smith was the, the the hiring that you should have made, but you did not give him any time to turn it around after what had just happened. Like what? You know what I mean? Like that dude was doomed from the start. So you know what I mean? He never got a chance, and that's yeah, and that's that that's him. the issue. You just throw someone into a... It's like throwing the actual fire extinguisher into the dumpster fire and expecting yes. it to be put out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. That's a pretty good scenario. That's a, I, I pictured that. I pictured the owner. Yeah, he's like, all right, egg, go. Why is it still burning? Yeah. Like, Why is it not went you out? You got to give people time to put it out. Yeah. And there's a lot to rebuild there. So he's got to give this to the time... I think, uh, I mean, he got a six-year contract, and I'll be honest with you, 
if you don't give him bare minimum three years of that six-year contract, I think you're making a mistake. I think it's at oh, least yeah. going to take three years to see a solid improvement. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to win a game or two more next year or the year after that, but I'm talking about a solid improvement like, hey, we are like competing in the conference, you know, in our division, you know, we're possibly in the run for uh, a playoff spot, maybe a wild card spot. I'm not going to tell you they're going to flip it around and be a Super Bowl contender. I would be floored, and I'm sure a lot of people would be. But you you got to give him time. So well, it's like a you know I don't I don't mean to keep cycling back, but Kirby Smart came in, and obviously yes, he did, did well because the team was built decent. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Hey, these are my shout outs throughout. But he didn't come in and win immediately, right? Obviously mm-hmm. he went in and did good, but it takes time. Everything mm-hmm. comes in, it takes time, and that's your issue now with the NFL. You get these quarterbacks come in, they get one or two years gone they don't try yep. head coaches come in what was I, I saw something i read something it was like a joke talking about one of the best jobs in the usa is to be an nfl head coach you get put on a team you get fired they pay you a new team picks you up they fire you they pay you as well you're picking up two checks just to go vacation somewhere <laughs> i feel like you're calling somebody they just out. don't give them they don't give them time to to do anything no well that was the first head coach vacancy field and uh real quick before you roll on you think it was a good move? I don't think it's a bad one. I don't think Houston can oh. make a bad move right now. Like they're just you're I, that point in I your agree. I agree. in your franchise. I think it's a good way to try. I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good thing to try. I mean, what at this point exactly? What could it hurt? So well, you got a guy on who to loves the, other the team. There. Yeah, exactly. He's got a special place in his heart for him. So, so. moving on to the next hiring. And that was the Denver Broncos hiring Sean Payton. So, obviously, everybody knows, and they've heard us talk about it, Sean Payton was under contract still with the New Orleans Saints. And uh, so they had a trade for his rights. Well, this is the trade. And the trade that was being proposed was was two first-round picks, right? That was what was being thrown out. Here is the trade that actually happened. So Sean Payton's rights were now traded to Denver Broncos for a first round draft pick in 2023, a second round draft pick in 2024, and then in return they get obviously Sean Payton's rights and a third round draft pick in 2024. So you asked me earlier, do I think this is worth it? And I'm going to tell you, yes, I do. This guy has won a Super Bowl no matter my personal feelings on him, he has won a Super Bowl. He has shown that he can draft players. He's got a knack for drafting, and if he and if it wasn't him, he's got he had great supporting cast around him, right? So maybe he brings him back on. I don't know, but he has shown that he could take a team, the New Orleans Aints, and turn them into the Super Bowl champion Saints. I can't believe so. He even, I granted, believe he had Tom. It's crazy, huh? I can't even believe you said Saints. Yeah, you know, I normally don't Coming say from Saints. from you, that's like, I'm sure you got to wash your mouth out after this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the S button doesn't work on my phone when I try to type that name, so I don't know. I'm but, sure um, it doesn't. It autocorrects. Yeah, but, uh, I, and, I, and I tried to say Tom Brady earlier, but he did it with with uh, Drew Brees, which is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. So I think he has a chance to really turn it around there. I think he is. I think he was worth it because 
yeah, you go first round and second round, but you get a third back. So you just took one pick a little later in the round, and you gave up one. And it's only one year that you gave that first rounder up. So, Ray Ray, what do you think? Well, we could throw this back to was the trade worth it when L.A. got Matt Stafford? Yes, because you yes. can sell the whole crew. If you get the chip, that's what it's all for. That's so it. So Denver sold half the ship last year to go get their head chef, and now they went and got a great sous chef like I talked about before. So with the two <laughs> of them, I think Russ can finally cook, and Broncos country, you may have to finally get that horse back and start riding, and you can get away those uh those tissues because yeah. you don't need to cry much longer, hopefully. Broncos country, let's ride. I think it's back. I think they'll be good to go because you do have two proven winners. Russ yeah. is a proven winner. Sean Payton, like I talked about, was a proven winner. Now, I don't think he's worth the money, but again, if he brings you the chip, that's what it's all worth it about. So Denver, you might have a, a bright future with the two of them. So I think it's a good trade overall. It We'll, we'll see. Right now, I'll be out. Right now, no, I don't think it is. We'll see if they prove me wrong. But I oh. think they got they got the two people together that they need to make something happen. Yeah, and time will tell. Time will tell how that all plays out. So um, we're just going to see. I mean, um, I mean, I thought the Broncos were going to be something, and then they turned out to be nothing. So we'll see. I'm not going to uh, make that same mistake twice, but we will see. I'm excited to kind of see what they're what's going to accomplish. Uh, not because I like Sean Payton, but just because there's a possibility they could actually make something out of that. So, well, that is it for the NFL side of the house. Let's, uh, let's jump into our topic in the NBA, and that is the scoring title. So, um, for anybody who's been living under a rock recently, they know that the scoring title is currently held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And uh, LeBron James is on pace this year here soon, possibly, to break it. Now, there's a lot of stuff talking about there, you know, LeBron, how many years he did, how took him to this and what he did there and blah, 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 right? To me, the most covenant title in basketball has to be the scoring title just because it's been so unreachable. Yep, so Kareem played for 20 seasons from 1969 to 1989, and uh, he has held the scoring title for 33 years now. You know, I mean, he he set the scoring title. He retired the year I was born. So, um, among all these other accolades that he has, I mean, he scored three or 38,000. 387 points in his career. And, it, and like I said, in a 20-year span. So here's another little crazy fact, though, and we talked about this. Um, he, so the three-point line did not was not around when he first came in. And this is what I kind of wanted to allude to and talk about. So the three-point line was not there when he first joined the NBA. It later came in, I think about halfway through his career. Well... In his career, he only made one, I think, of 18, maybe 19. It's one of the numbers I can't quite remember. But he, either way, he only made one three-point. 
point three pointer, right? LeBron James, and I'm sure he's made more now. This is a stat I seen a week or so ago. LeBron James at this point in his time had made two thousand two hundred and twenty three three pointers. So obviously, you know, that's what one thousand one hundred and eleven more points per shot that he made than Kareem. Yeah. So my, my question to you, Ray Ray, is first off, this is a big monumental thing. LeBron said he didn't care about the scoring title. But he's been practicing that skyhook over on the <laughs> side for a reason. I'll let, I'll let you talk about it in a minute. But say he didn't care about it, but I think he does. And to me, though, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm more impressed of what Kareem did back then than what LeBron is doing now. Because... Reem did it without the three-point shot. So, what's your take on it? What, what what do you think about it all? I think this goes down as one of those that get an asterisk beside it. It's two people in two different eras, and I think that's what makes it so hard in any sport to compare somebody who played 40-odd years ago to somebody who's playing now. The game changes. The game evolves. Mm-hmm. Tactics change, even though we may not know it. Out of you know, I've never really played basketball to an extent, but you can tell in any sport that things do change. They they go into something new. Yep. So I don't think you take it away from LeBron, and I'm not saying you are, because it's impressive nonetheless, even if with all the threes. But it's two different animals. Kareem never shot a three except for the one because he didn't have to, because that wasn't a thing. There's no reason to think about it. There's no reason to train it. So you can't really knock LeBron for having that three but you could play a great what if of if Kareem got to play for the three how much more dominant would he have been so I think you just you throw a little asterisk up there you get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar score score leader before the three and then you get LeBron with his it's score leader after the three yeah I mean I definitely think uh, obviously Kareem played center so you normally don't have tennis shooting threes. So, whereas LeBron obviously doesn't play center. So, um, I'm definitely more impressed with Kareem. But um, at the same time, you cannot take away what LeBron is about to accomplish. That is an amazing feat. That is, speaks to his durability. I mean, it speaks to his drive, his dedication. Yeah, his... Longevity is impressive. I mean, yeah. So I'm not going to take anything away from him. I am going to say I am more impressed by Kareem setting that goal than LeBron breaking it. But at the same time, that is uh, it's pretty crazy, I mean, to think about, you know, like just the sheer amount of baskets you have to make. You know what I mean? That's nuts. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, it's even crazier how many you have to shoot, how you, how you have to throw up. Because, you know, I think it's he's at 50% LeBron is. It's something like that. It's close. He's made 50.5% of his field goals. Hmm. So field goals made 14,008. I mean, wow. I could admit you're shooting that ball 26 or 28,000 times. That's <laughs> That's a lot, man. That is an insane amount. I mean, it, it it's that's what I'm saying. You can't take anything away from him, man. No, like I I, I, mean, just, I to stay I'm not healthy. Going to, 
to be able to do that for that long, to do anything that physical for that long. Yeah. Like, that's impressive. You're really taking care of yourself. Yeah. I definitely, that's what I'm saying, I'm definitely not going to take it away from him and say, you know, oh, well, it's because you played in a different area and it's because you did this and because it, look, man, you got it done and that's impressive, but I'm still more impressed by what Kareem did in that time period because it was a more physical game as well. Right. Um, And then, but then, you know, then there's the argument too and it's like you said, two different areas or eras. It's the same argument then if, yeah, well, the talent level was higher when LeBron was playing than Kareem because, you know, money and all the science and all this. So this argument could go on and on and on, really. Right. I mean, because you could make it to the Olympics. Back then, they had to go be a lawyer and then go to yeah. the Olympics. Now you get paid <laughs> to be an athlete. Like there's, there's, And that's what I'm saying. There's just differences to it all. Correct. So it's, uh, it's going to be a, a wild thing, man. Um it, it, I mean, I really know how else to put it. It's going to be a wild thing just to think that that record, because I'm sure for years, I mean, I know I've been like, <laughs> you're never going to break that one. It's one of those records you never never thought you'd see broken. So, Well, you have to want to break that record. I don't care what he says, and I go based off of that when they asked Luca if he was going to beat the scoring record, and he said, I don't want to play that long. So you just have, there's a instinctively drive and want to, at the end of the day, the accolade matters. I don't care what you say because, you know, he's thinking about it. You can't get that close and not. But you have to want to get there for it to happen. Yeah, barring injury, he goes for it and breaks it. Oh, yeah. I mean, easily yeah. this season. 117 points, that's nothing at this point. Yeah. Um, well, Ray Ray, I don't have anything else, man. Uh, We kind of kicked a little slow, or not a slow, but a... Uh, Short show, which I'm perfectly content with. I like, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm okay with kicking it around an hour because I think it, you know, doesn't get anybody lost in in it. Also, um, I guess now we have. You got me a stat of the week. Yes, I, uh, oh, I do have you a stat. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. I might have shared this one with you before, but I didn't share it out here. thought it was pretty crazy. This relates to both topics today. So going off of these percentages, Tom mm-hmm. Brady is more likely to make a Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three-point shot. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I do remember yes. that. Wild. And I think that's wild to think that you're saying this dude has a better chance of making it to the big shebang, to the end, to the whole goal of your sport, than a guy who is, I guess you could argue, is probably one of the best at shooting threes in recent the best. history. The best. And so you're saying, life on the line, you have a better chance of Tom Brady <laughs> making it to the Super Bowl that's than nuts. Steph Curry hitting his three. That is, that's nuts. There's no yeah. other way to put it. That's insane. So, Well, I'll give you another insane stat. Um, since you're kind of dabbling in the basketball realm a little bit, I uh, I just dropped this one on the Instagram, and uh, I just dropped it on the uh, well, all the other social medias as well, I guess. So the Wizards last night, right, beat the um, oh god, one second. So last night the Wizards played the San Antonio Spurs. In San Antonio, right? And 
They play them every year in San Antonio, by the way. And uh, they they beat them. Now, why is that relevant? Well, like I said, they have played them every year since I couldn't tell you when, but they play them every year. Well, last night was the first time that the Washington Wizards have beat San Antonio or beat the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio since December eleventh of nineteen ninety nine, bro. That's a long time to just keep taking L's. I mean, that's almost a guaranteed game. When were you born? I was one. <laughs> that's nuts, dude. I mean, there's people that have played with the Washington Wizards for who knows how many years and never won in San Antonio. I mean, that's something where you're like, you, you dread that every year. At oh, yeah, some you're point. like, oh, great, guys. Here we go again. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a mental thing at this point, too. Like, so I got I got one more funny one for you. Since it's what you got? So, the Chiefs fans, just to remind them of some past, that in Uh-oh. the 2014 NFL season, Kansas City had 18 touchdown passes. Do you know how many went to wide receivers? None. None. This is when they had uh, Alex <laughs> Smith as their quarterback. <laughs> what a time to have been a Chiefs fan. So, hey, they... They went through the ringer. So as yeah. Atlanta fans, I think we we can understand that pain. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just waiting on my time. <laughs> <laughs> when is my time in the light? Oh, when can man. I win? Uh, yeah, I need my chance. When do I get a chance to get a chip? Yeah, when can I be happy? Please. Come on now. <laughs> Jeez, share some wealth. So That's all I got. That's it, man. Um, I don't have any more either. So you uh, you got any shout-outs this week? No, I think I made enough throughout the podcast to uh, <laughs> those diggum good dogs going to the Super Bowl. God, dude, I don't know if I can deal with this every week. <laughs> well, <laughs> I uh, I also do not have any shout outs this week, so um, maybe that will change uh, here soon when somebody gets married, but I don't know. But for now, I do not have any, so hey, Ray Ray, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's been a pretty good show. You're always there to kick out those uh, stat facts, even if you do misquote or hey, use uh, use the, the wrong sources. I ain't mad at you. I'm going to link you that one at the end of this so you can see it. <laughs> that It is on them. That was not on me. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so um, before we go, like we told everybody else, we're working on our logo still and uh, – we're going to some other things too. So here in the next few months, um, we're going to try to get this bad boy live. So we will be on air. You'll be able to watch us record live, talk live, do all that stuff. Uh, you know, we tell my kids go to bed, all that stuff. You'll be able to watch it all. And what a time uh, for them to be alive, huh? So what a time for everyone to be what, alive. Don't what get to a watch time that. to be alive. And uh, it's coming soon, and so um, be looking for that because there will also be the ability for y'all to get in there while we are recording and doing this live and to get in there and post your thoughts, comments, ask us questions possibly in the middle of it, you know, throw up points and, and jump on in there. So stay tuned to that. Be watching out. It's coming soon. Um, we got some other stuff in the works too, so just be checking us out. and. Uh, Hey, we appreciate y'all, you know, taking taking this little bit of time out of your day to listen to us. And with that, Ray Ray, 
I got nothing. You got nothing. We out.